you know, when I was a kid, I was born in 84 mm -hmm. and came about, you know, around 1990s, my first memories really of, you know, when I was into music, like 89, 90, when okay. I was about, you know, four or five or so. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, all that stuff was going on up there, but I, I was a little baby. And also I live in the hills. Like when people say Virginia, there's Northern Virginia okay. and then there's Southern Virginia, two okay. different states. I mean, they're the same state, but... People who live around D.C. who are from Virginia are different from people who are from coal country like I am. Okay. Like the mountains near West Virginia and North Carolina and stuff. Okay. And so there were a couple of, I think there was the Algonquin was one of them. That was the big club that was in my hometown. Okay. And people uh, would come through there and like, I, you know, as I've gotten older, I've seen bands that came through there and there were some actually really good like no wave bands and you know like jesus lizard ah yeah dude yeah, yeah dude that motherfucker soul coughing and soul you know, cop, cop shoot cop and excellent all that kind of stuff would come through and then buzz oven got a lot of their start there right uh, way way back in the day and like weed eater and stuff weed eater is great and i uh, so there was a lot of that going on but right. just lot, by and large there was the the Civic Center was the only place. There was the Salem Civic Center and the Roanoke Civic Center because they're sort of like... And their stadiums, they're like, what? They're, they're like Madison Square Garden? No, like, not no. at all. I mean, they're they're just like an indoor convention center pretty so much. So like an arena in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, like arena it, rock. Yeah, and so we would get a lot of that kind of stuff, like butt rock type stuff. Okay. Because I come from a butt rock area. I mean, our, our station growing up was uh, WROV, the Rock of Virginia. Oh, 96.3 no. ROV, uh, the oh, Rock of no. Virginia. And they actually were okay. I mean, it was like, it was sort of guitar center type metal. You know, like, <laughs> all the guys who were the DJs there, you know, you know, guys who had, like, ponytails and bald heads sure. with, like, new balances, but then they would have on, like, a leather jacket of or something, course. you know. Just, of course. A lot of, lot of former man of war. Yeah, well, guys who thought that music stopped with Led Zeppelin. Right. So, there's a lot of that classic rock in my area, and a lot of, you know, southern, it's really, really southern, so... A lot of the, you know, Molly Hatchet and those kinds of things. You know, uh, Leonard Skinner was huge where I right. was and everything. Right. But when I was a kid, my sister had an older, uh, my older sister, rather, had a boyfriend. And his name was Peter as well. <laughs> and he ended up, uh, he would, it, this was, you know, back in the day of cassette and everything. And so he would take uh, dubs for me and he would take uh, dubs of his tapes. And some of the first ones I got was he made me a mixtape. Because I was maybe in, like, fourth grade or so. Right. And he was, you know, in his 20s. And I thought he was really cool. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have two sisters. You have two sisters mm -hmm. that are older than you? Yeah. Okay. And, and this was the boyfriend to one of your older sisters. Yeah, to my very older sister. She's and, your very older sister. Okay. And by the time I was a kid, she's a good bit older. She's, like, eight years old, uh, older than me. Older than you. So her boyfriend was, like, you know, he was the coolest guy I'd ever met. I'm sure. He play you know like by all standards now he would be a complete like 4chan dork like you oh no nah. i mean he what, like know. an edgelord but no no just like played D and D and hung out with his friends you know i've seen pictures okay of so a lot of deal a lot of queens to write yes a lot okay. of that and <laughs> he just was he worked at the babbage's computer store he was oh, into computer oh, sure. games you sure. know he was, uh, he was he was just like Occasional Judas Priest. Occasional. And uh, his big thing was he loved, like, extreme and slaughter. Hey, I love extreme and slaughter. And, oh, okay. both of those are some of my favorites. Like, Mr. Um, Big. Two Sides to Every Story is probably one of, <laughs> or Three Sides to Every Story is one of my favorite albums. <laughs> I love extreme. I love anything they've done. I love Gary Sharon. Oh, sure. 
and uh, what is it, Nito uh, Betancourt, and he's yeah. probably one of my favorite hair metal guitarists. And you know, like their early albums that were like straight up noodle metal were great, but I really like Porno Graffiti, yeah, and uh, Three Sides to Every Story. Both of those albums, Three Sides are, on that are great, yeah. So, my you favorites. got into this hair metal thing from your older sister's boyfriend because your taste in music is just so fucking vast it's like looking at the ocean it was, you know? it was some of the first music the first music i ever got into was either stuff that i heard on beavis and butthead which is why i loved crowbar of all things when <laughs> i was a kid and like uh depeche mode oh, and God, you know all these other ones that they would make fun of that right. they had on there and, right. um and then uh, her, the older brother, or the, sorry, not the older brother, my older sister's boyfriend, he would give me dub tapes, and one of them that he gave me was Motley Crue's Greatest Hits. Damn ready, dude. And Damn ready, dude. I was obsessed with Motley Crue. I thought they were just oh the coolest God. thing. They, they were so cool live. I mean, they were terrible, and I saw them older, like in yeah. their 50s and probably 60s, and Mick Mars is 119. I love watching Vince McNeil balloon over the years. Oh, And especially no. when he gets to the point where he's, I'm going to a hammer, and hammer, he just, he Those sounds, veneers. he sounds Some so the terrible. Some surgery I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, like, I they, still uh, love them, man. They're still cool. Once They're, a, like, shitty cool. Once a week, I watched that video that he recorded for Cameo. No. Of somebody requesting a birthday no. wish. Shabba devil and, uh, do some, uh, crazy yeah. feel-good stuff on your big 4 no. And the I world sp- that we live in. And it, it, people Vince, are cameoing to survive. F- Vince Neil has to be one of my favorite musicians of all time. He's a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. He he's literally killed another person. Right. Like yeah. With no. And I love impunity. Hanoi Rocks, and I am yeah. still bitter about it. Hanoi Rocks was an actually talented band. And they were uh, they were great and everything, but like Motley Crue was it for me. And I always thought I was always into Nikki Six. I thought he was the coolest. Nikki Six. And Ooh. I always thought that he was like you know this seven foot tall dragon of some type of course they, and, and but you know. yeah like i that was that was my first exposure that was like that i have a have you ever seen them live no oh i God. wish it was awesome yeah like, i've seen them live and alice cooper opened up for them in madison square garden in new york city and i was so pissed because i felt that it should have been the other way around i was like man molly Cruz should be opening up for alice fucking cooper this yeah. is crazy but man it was like it was such a different um, take on showmanship. Because if you, if you look at Alice Cooper and you look at this scale that Motley Crue made it, it's quadruple the size of whatever Alice Cooper did. But Alice Cooper was really big on providing you with an entertainment based on him and the band. Mm. Motley Crue is all pyro and special effects and lighting. Lots of dancing women. Lots of dancing women. Lots of those those men love. Yes. Strippers. Strippers. And I know they're problematic. The the, the rotating uh, drum set where they flip Tommy Lee on a track and he plays the drum set upside down as they strap him into the the fucking like uh, roller coaster thing. So many strippers. So much pyro. I was like, how do you people have that much money for pyro? Like, you're not you're not killing it. Well, you anymore. asked if I've been to one of their shows, and no, I haven't. And mm-hmm. I didn't really go to my first rock show until I was probably about 18 or so. Really? There was just, a, there was, uh, the first one I ever went to was a uh, Metallica cover band, Seek and Destroy. 
that I saw it off Arthur's at Tanglewood, or no, at uh, Towers in, in Roanoke. And Towers, it, they used to have this place called uh, Awful Arthur's, a seafood restaurant. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I just never, I mean, there have been like house shows that I had gone to, sure. you know, like with friends playing, I'll put in big quotation marks, punk music punk music etc etc i was never a punk kid i don't really have a background in right it. it passed me by i just it, 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 there was a brief period from like seventh to ninth grade that i listened to those epitaph samplers the punkorama oh sure i have them and i would like them all fall around the older kids who like punk but it never really hit me it never and, really worked because i was into hair metal i was yeah. into uh, uh prime my first couple of albums that i got I got the BMG Music Club, and then I got my sister's boyfriend. In the mail? Yeah. Like the, no, like the 15 cent Yeah, 15 records. for a pen. Uh, 15 oh, for a penny. my God. Like Columbia House shit. And I can I can rattle off the first couple albums I had were Primus' Pork Soda, <laughs> Aerosmith's Big Ones, Ooh. Aerosmith's Get a Grip, I love them. Aerosmith's uh, Pump, Okay. Batman and Robin uh, soundtrack. With the Kiss one, from a Rose. The one with, uh, from the 90s with yes. Alicia Silverstone, that one? Yes. Okay. With uh, right. or The one with the Riddler, whichever, I think that was. The one with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, That was Tommy, Batman Forever, sorry. And Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah I had yeah. that soundtrack I'm and um, then a whole bunch of uh, Extreme. I had all their stuff. and uh, Like More Than Words Extreme? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, Just checking. Just checking. And then, yeah, as I got older, my friends would tease me about it. You know, it, was, it wasn't until, like, seventh grade or so that I really got, started getting into other stuff. You know, like... Uh, what? Like, having... A, I didn't really have a musical identity, I guess, at that time. Right. It, you know, until you're, like, seventh or eighth grade... Sure. Your parents are dressing you. You're, sure. You're this and the other. And so, it really passed me by. A lot of the kids in my town got into punk and stuff, and it just really passed me by. Yeah, because I just... Right. It just never... Those are the kids who were picking on me, you know? I always right. hear about the jocks and the nerds and stuff. Sure. The jocks were actually okay to me. It was the nerdy, like, yeah, it, you sure. know, the nerdy kids and the punks who were always beating me up. Oh, I bet. And, uh, so that sort of pit, mass, uh, passed me by, but the one right. that I got into was, uh, in that, that jag of uh, tapes, eventually I got the uh, Mortal Kombat soundtrack, Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack. No shit. And that was the one that sent me off, actually, on metal, of all things. Uh, real metal. You know, I'd always loved hair metal, and I still right, love metal. Right, but like metal. heavy metal. Yeah, because it had uh, a couple of things like, you know, Fear Factory. It was the, that, yeah. that period of, like when Fear Factory was still coming out. I've seen them live. They're great. Yeah. And They're great. I love them and everything. And then Industrial, that was the other thing that came to my life, okay. too. I think when I was in ninth grade or so, I ended up getting, you know, I, I'd sort of dip my toe in the metal a little bit. Right. And then around eighth grade or so, I got really into, like, craft work <sighs> and uh, Brian Eno and all that kind of stuff. So, Brian like, Eno. that was another one of those formative things, like, ambient and kraut rock. I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm an encyclopedia of kraut rock. I love psychedelic German music. It's, oh, uh, yeah, dude. You know, the Wander Vogel type of stuff that they would, you know, live in communes in the oh, woods God, and, like, I believe it. record synthesizer albums sure, and stuff. Sure, sure. Because uh, my mom... In fucking bunkers, yeah. Yeah, before I had tapes, my mom had LPs, and LP she was a music degree. major from uh, U of I, University of Illinois. You're kidding. Your mother was a music major. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, what type of music? She taught piano and she did uh, vocal work as well. Like, Holy you, shit. Yeah, she's got a great voice and she's really? a piano player and everything. And my dad, he 
was almost recruited to work for like the I think it was the Berlin Philharmonic or something like that. Oh and he just, wow! He just never went through with it, but he's got a voice that brings me to tears. He sounds like one of the four tenors, you know. He's, no shit. So I come from a family like that, and so they, my mom. So had, you have musical influence from your family, yeah. But they're weird because they don't listen to rock music. But they don't listen to rock. And it wasn't like a religious thing, you know. A lot of the right. people I have who are friends who grew up with that right. didn't have like music in the house, you know, rock music and stuff was because their parents were so religious. Mine was just because my parents are snobs. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> like my dad, he he thought the Beatles had too long hair and yeah, they were a little they too wacky little and stuff. Bad. He's really, you know, he's a very straight laced type of guy. Right. Ned Flanders is what we call him. And then my mom, she listened to like the Beatles and Mamas and Papas and stuff. Sure. But once she'd married my dad, I think she just stopped listening stopped to contemporary listening music. Stopped listening to the music. Yeah. But so let me ask you something. With your family being so musical, is that why you waited so long to go see live music? No, it was it was a combination of there was no music to be seen. Okay. Aside from, you know, friends in their garages and stuff. All right. And none of the music I liked was ever playing because, you know, we had the, the Civic Center and it was always like, Brooks and Dunn live yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, like shit, right. Well, you know, just nothing I had any reference right. for. Little River Band and Sure, stuff. Fine. fine. And um, D.C., there was no way I was going to drive that far no. because it was five hours not and a, I was not under 18. 18. No. And uh, just overall, there was just not a lot of musical culture. Like, I come from bluegrass country and there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. But I, I, I never liked bluegrass. Right. And I never really got into that kind I of never stuff. Worked. Right. And my parents, they... Had since they were music majors, most of their LPs that they had that I inherited were weird experimental albums. You know, like sounds of people messing with like early synthesizers and like sampling and stuff like that. Really? So there was this one guy, Kenneth Gaburro, which I still have the record somewhere, and he was a U of I music major, uh, musicologist. I or guess something. I don't know what you call sure. it. Yeah, audiologist. And no, he had this no. album where it was just he took clips of sopranos singing. And phase them in and out on each other, and it's oh just like the sea of, and God. it sounds like something from uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. I believe it, yeah. And so I was obsessed with that kind of stuff, and that was like the musical influence for my family was that kind of experimental Carl Hein Stockhausen type stuff. My okay. dad likes Beethoven, Mozart, you know, he's not sure. like wacky with it, but my mom, she had all those records from when she was in school that she had to listen to to, you know, as part of her music courses and right. stuff, and I just latched on to them. So, of course, that stuff seemed more normal to me than like, yeah, you know, my parents ever listened to Led Zeppelin or the, you know, the maybe the Beatles. Maybe was the fine. My mom liked them, but okay. she wasn't like a Beatle person. Okay. And my older sisters, one of them, she liked swing music even before it was really popular. Like that yeah, was just sure. her thing. And then my oldest sister, the one who had the boyfriend, she had a whole bunch of you know like. Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all that kind of stuff. So I got a lot of good grunge right. and everything. Sound, I still love grunge. Soundgarden, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, like that early 90s MTV was like the foundation of what I listened to. You Jane's know, like Addiction all day. That, that transition from hair metal to grunge. I was yeah. like right in that butt crack. Perfect. And, um, yes, butt crack. And then it sort of mixed with some of the more experimental stuff. And like, you know, Primus was one of the first albums I listened to. <laughs> Pork Soda. And uh, my friend and I would... Uh, he rests in peace. He, uh, uh, Greg Cheat, what a great guy. He, uh, we would get together and dub tapes for each other. And I remember that he, I dubbed him Primus's Pork Soda, and he dubbed me Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power. Ooh. That was the first metal I got into. Ooh. But it wasn't like I was into metal at that point. Right. You know, it was just like they were a band that I liked, and there right. were metal bands that I liked, like right. Helmet, Betty. 
That album, Element is great. Betty is one of my favorite albums. I've still got it on tape. That was part of the, the original BMG collection. Okay. So I had this weird confluence of like hair metal and grunge, but okay. I didn't really get into classic rock except for like a couple of bands. Like I, I didn't listen to my first Beatles album until I was like in my 20s. Okay. I didn't listen to my first uh, Rolling Stone album until like a couple of years ago. Holy like, shit. It just really passed me by. And, right. But like... You know, I was not a music fan, I wouldn't say, until, like, eighth grade or so. And that's when I discovered all that, like, uh, and Rammstein. That was the other Rammstein big one. Rammstein is from, excellent. And so I it just led into it with, uh, I had, you know, when ninth grade hit, I met this one guy who I'm, you know, I'm not really friends with anymore. But, right. Uh, he was really big into, we we got into, like, an arms race to see who could listen to the most offensive music possible. Oh, great. And that's where I really got into metal. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. He was into technical death metal and everything. He's a drummer, and he's, like, you know, human metronome type of guy. Sure. And I was always into black metal more than uh, the death metal that he was. Right. I, there are a lot of death metal I like, but he was, like... Black metal, like, like Norwegian, yeah. like, corpse paint, like, fucking Venom Mayhem, yeah. et cetera, et that cetera. That was one of my, uh, one of my memories is buying, uh, was Dave Mysterious Don't Stop... Santhanas by uh, okay. Mayhem and Ew. getting into that album and then yeah, Emperor it was Emperor Mayhem Emperor is excellent still love him and uh, a lot Cena of those Bach. big names Immortal uh, oh, yeah, 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 even yeah, though yeah. he's he's cancelable now Burzum I'll admit that you know he's got his problems but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know. when, when you don't think about it it's interesting music it's fascinating when you and then through my uh, through my uh, college years you know it was like a lot of the kind of I just, I, I was an explorer, you know, I just, right. I was right at that period where I was working in information technology and computers were just getting around. I had internet super early on, so wow. I latched into like, what does this recommend? What does this recommend? Okay. And I was part of that And that's first how you dug. Yeah, it was just. Did I, they have music stores where you grew mm -hmm. up? Yeah, there was uh, the record exchange, which was the big one. Which was the big um, one, okay. They were like a used new record store and that's where you could get all the that's weirdo. That's the good shit. Yeah, yeah. like that's, they were. There was like, you know, not Towers Records, but Tracks, I think was right. the name of it, which was like the Big Towers Records type of chain. And then there was FYE and everything. But right. uh, yeah, Record Exchange is where he found local stuff and everything. Local stuff is sometimes gold. And I'll give a shout out to one of my friends, Sam Lunsford, a.k.a. Stimulator Jones, a.k.a. the lead guitarist and singer of the Young Sinclairs from okay. Roanoke, Virginia. Cool. I recommend uh, going out and getting uh, Stimulator Jones and... Uh, Young Sinclair's albums, like, immediately. They're nice. both genius. I mean, um, Young Sinclair. And then there was uh, Doug Cheatwood as well. Doug Cheatwood and the Bastards of Fate. Okay. another band that you... They sometimes are just the Bastards of Fate, but they're another Roanoke band that was out. Okay. And that Greg Cheatwood, who I grew up with, it was his older brother, and okay. he was always the cool, weird older brother of that course. we all looked up to. That and he we was all want to be sort of like, but not really. He fed us, you know, Talking Heads and Pink Floyd and stuff like that, all the, you know, really proggy uh, stuff. Oh, Sure. And uh, that's where I got my sure. prog rock love um, sort of seeded. Okay. But in college, you know, I sort of jump around with my history because I don't right. live a linear life. So wait a minute. Mm -hmm. now, before we go off the deep end, I want to get back. Now you've progressed into prog rock. Whatever happened to the Metallica cover band that you saw in a sea house, so, seafood house? Yeah, it was uh, my first show was in Roanoke, Virginia, off of Arthur's, and I got really high on some uh, Reggie weed in a soda can. You know, it was one of those kinds of nights. Sure. And it was right after I graduated from high school, and I was hanging out with my uh, uh, one of my friends and his friend. Right. And we went to that show, and it was just like 
they were good, but I'm not a Metallica guy. You know, I don't okay. have any of the right. I don't have any of the big four. I'm a uh, no. I'm a Metallica. I'm a Megadeth guy, honestly. Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah, Megadeth, Megadeth. and uh, Anthrax. But, really? Yeah, Metallica. I like Black Album because everyone sure. did. Everybody, I do too. But and Ride the Lightning. I I like Jason Newstead. He's an incredible he's, bassist. He's great. He's probably one of my favorite bassists, but I'm not a Metallica guy. You're not a Metallica guy. Metallica was the soundtrack to dudes putting my head in the toilet. Um, you know, it was like the... Yeah, it's like the jock rock. Thick yeah, neck, yeah. Thick neck jock rock For type sure, stuff. For sure, it really is. And, uh, you know, like the I could bummer. appreciate the riffs and everything. Sure. All my friends loved them and all, but... Yeah, yeah. But, but it uh, doesn't it doesn't work. But after I went to that show, you know, that was the first of many shows, because then I started going to, like, North Carolina and stuff to catch shows here and there, you know. Like who? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. It's so many years ago. Right. Um, uh, one of the big ones I went to was... It was out in California. It was the Sounds of the Underground tour. I flew out to visit one of my friends, the one I went to high school with, who was the big uh -huh. black metal and death metal uh -huh, guy. Uh -huh. After he got out of the service, um, I went out there to visit him, and I got to see Guar Live Guar. and Job for a Cowboy. And I love Job for a Cowboy. My boy John played drums for them for a while. John Rice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm shouting, hi, John. He has the best version of musical ADD I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, he finishes one project and then goes to another project and then finishes another project and then before you know it he's in like drumming for nine different bands um, the last time I checked he was in Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats playing drums for that oh, nice. it's a good one and I love early job for Cowboy. And I got to see uh, Goat Whore, one of the best. Goat Whore is excellent. One of the best live shows I've ever seen. <laughs> excellent. And my friend actually got MRSA at that show. He uh, got shoved on the ground and skinned his knee and then Guar sp you know, spewed all the of fake course. stuff and it got all over his wound. And he ended up getting MRSA in his heart from excellent. it. Excellent. So. From Guar. Thanks, yeah, that's Guar. A, that's a good little metal story. But oh. yeah, at the same time, you know, Girl that I was going excellent. through all that and everything, I met my best friend JR, who I'm still friends with, and okay. I've known him since we started working at a video store together. I was 18 no or shit. 19, he was 18. Right. And it was uh, when I was in college, and I worked there for about two years, and the two of us would hang out at his mom's house and sit in the back room, me in a recliner, him on his bed, watching trauma movies for hours on end with, on mute with like all kinds of metal playing over, you know, muted oh, and just man. playing like, you know, all kinds of like new metal he loves. Right. At the time, you know, he was loving uh, corn and With stuff like K. that. Yeah, corn. And I uh, also some like, I guess you would call it, yeah, Deftones and stuff like that. Sort I of screamo-y, emo-y type stuff that he's sure. into more than me. Sure, 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 sure. Flyleaf, oh, maybe. Yeah, we would drive around. Uh, I Lincoln remember Park. one I still give him shit about is that he really liked Head P.E. He really liked who? Head P.E. Head P.E. Why do I know that one? Uh, the lead singer sort of went off the rails a little bit. Oh, was like, Jesus yeah, Christ! Okay. Like, like he's like a microchip conspiracy uh, guy sure, and stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> he might, he might even be full maga. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're they're a little bit weird. But um, what else is new? You know, it was just that like that period of uh, Soulfly was another Soul one. Soulfly, I've seen Soulfly and uh, Sepultura. Sepultura is amazing. And uh, Cannibal Corpse. That, that's Ooh. probably my favorite death metal band. They're great. It's it's pedestrian. I know they're. Like, if I were going to pick a favorite death metal band... It would be Corpse? Mm, probably... I have the shirt in the closet. I'm trying to, th I'm trying to think. Uh, Incantation. Incantation? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Onward great. to Golgotha. Probably one of my favorite albums sure. of all time. And Carcass. Carcass, Carcass is great! 
Carcass is probably my favorite metal band. Carcass is gnarly. And uh, I, I got... feel like nobody talks about them. They're just so fucking underrated. Yeah. They're... What I would give to see them live. Oh my god. Well, there you oh can tell god. their impact because how many al how many careers have been launched off of just people effectively covering necro uh, necroticism. Right. And uh, yeah, they're, oh, for sure. I love them. I love them from their you know really grindcore early days all the way to like the melodic de uh, death metal. Oh the, yeah. Heartworks a great album and everything. I love Carcass, and they can't do any wrong in my, right. in my opinion. But I got really into metal as far as uh, those friends, and then at the same time, I, you know, I've always had sort of like a parallel life type thing. You know, everybody has their spheres that they operate right. in. And uh, at the same time, I was hanging out with my friend Brian Britt, okay. and uh, is he in California too for that tour? No, no, he's he's no. not at all a metal guy. Okay, he's a he's one of the most brilliant guys I've ever met in my life. Okay. I went to college with him. We're from the same hometown. Okay. And he, at the time, he was this guy who you would think that he was, he sort of talks like this, you know, sort of sounds like, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, he had like, you know, he, he looked like a quarterback, but he, he was one like of the fucking weirdest guys I've ever met in my life. Next He's, shit. he would smoke a, at least like two cigars a day, like high quality cigars a day, walk around in tailored suits and uh, would make, anatomical art like he would draw like from anatomical charts with uh coffee base so he would make like all kinds of coffee based anatomical art and what do you mean he would like paint with coffee beans like yeah he would paint with coffee beans and he would reproduce stuff from Gray's anatomy oh my god like, like the show hmm? like Gray's anatomy no no like from the actual the oh, book like Gray's I'm like what the yeah, fuck yeah no 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 like from actual Gray's Anatomy, he oh would, my God. He would copy anatomical charts and stuff. And holy shit, he was into prog rock. Okay, that was his big thing. That was his big far thing. out prog rock. He introduced me to some big ones: Gentle Giant, Ooh. Uh, Wishbone Ash, Wishbone uh, Ash, Pink Floyd's name. earlier stuff. Because I'd only listened to The Wall, of course, like you know, else. when I was a kid. And now I don't even like that album. Right. But uh, pretty much anything The Wall and afterwards, I'm like. Eh. But he was the one who introduced me to uh, metal, like the album metal, not right. metal music, but like right. Pink Floyd's metal and sure. Echoes and everything. Right. And uh, uh, yes, I remember that he had a theory that the song uh, Tales from Topographic Oceans, their album, that he claimed that it was like a hologram that folded on itself oh, and everything and had this. But he didn't do any drugs. That's uh -huh. the weird thing. He was completely, <laughs> completely sober. He didn't do any drugs. I mean, it like, sounds like it. In college, I was doing all the ones he sure. wasn't. But he was uh, he was this straight and narrow. You know, like I said, he, he looked like your accountant or something. Right. But then just one of the weirdest guys I've ever weirdest met. Guy. And eventually, Is he still alive? Yeah. He's, okay. uh, he's a Freemason now. And he's, uh, I think, not a chiropractor. I think he's an osteopath or something like that. Sure. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, he went go through medical school. Ahead. and God bless. Has a, has a wonderful wife and wonderful life, I think, in uh, Virginia somewhere. Mazel I haven't talked with him a while. But Mazel tov. He's the one who got me off the prog rock thing. Okay. And so those two things sort of merged okay. and converged into another friend that I had who introduced me to Frank Zappa. <laughs> one of the most... Hot rats. I will talk about hot One rats. of the most problematic men who has ever been born. Sure. I, as a 36-year-old guy who's part of the new century, I can look back and say, oh, wow, 
he had some pretty regressive views about women and oh. gays and minorities. Well, not necessarily minorities. It wasn't really that, that bad about them. Well, yeah, but... Well, there was the Think Fish album. That was not great. Right. So, but either way, he, he was one of those free speech warrior type guys. He was guys that got kicked off of SNL. Yeah. He got banned. But he was the SNL. one who sort of synthesized where my family came from as right. far as like weird sound experiments weird and sound stuff. Weird sound experiments, for and sure. Then compositions. Also, compositions mm -hmm. all day. And that was the thing I appreciated with all the technical work and everything. And so for right. a lot of years, I got off on this real like unless the music's super technical i'm, I'm not into it right. and i was you know i eventually started wanking a lot in my 20s on like Ingve malmstein and yeah dude. You know, joe satriani and all those steve kinds Vi, of steve Vi, Vi, who is, is from mothers Zappos. of creation yeah, yeah. and uh Love king steve crimson Vi. you know that kind of stuff like yeah. king crimson one of my favorite bands of all time Same. but Same. adrian Ballou, all those kinds of, like all i got that. into virtuosos and everything and right. i you know like through my 20s i was pretty insufferable just in general sure. I, everyone is but everyone i was especially and I sort of, you know, got high off my own supply a little bit as far as, like, getting right. on the prog and metal, you know, prog right. metal and prog metal. Okay. And just moving farther, you know, and I wouldn't listen to regular black metal. It had to be all that black gazy, whatever and whatever. Of course it did. But. So, did you apply that same sort of, I don't know how to put it. Did you, did you apply that same sort of, like snobbery to shows like i will only go see certain bands oh yeah oh, absolutely really yeah yeah okay. and i've never really been a show guy because i got a lot of social anxiety but okay. um the ones that i've been to that are really notable we went to a show yeah we went to ohm <laughs> with uh i think see, behemoth wasn't it huh behemoth and cannibal corpse and no 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 we were at mohawk i went to mohawk and i saw a cannibal corpse and behemoth one time right not with you not with me and I then that. I saw with you, it was uh, Ohm, Dallas Acid. And what was the other one? Some other band that I really like, and I can't think of their name. And it's Sam. Spacing on me. It was and then, Ohm, Dallas Acid. And then the and Japanese was it Mothership? band. No, it was Boris. No? No. No. We went to Boris, too. We did go to Boris, which yeah, was incredible. Boris with uh, another Japanese band who I can't remember their name. It all sort of blends together. All the Mohawk shows sort of blend yeah, together. Of course, because that venue is just magical in that yeah. way. Uh, it's my favorite venue. It's the best. Time. Yeah. And, uh, it's the best. I saw one of my favorites was, oh, I saw Ohm with you, and then I saw Ohm in Colorado on the opening 420 weekend. That'll do it when I got the trip down to go to the, the cup, the famous cannabis cup, oh and uh, which that was a whole story where we ended up missing it because we locked our keys in the car and it was a whole thing. What? <laughs> Excuse me? So I went with uh, my girlfriend and a couple of friends to Colorado, you okay. know, to be those people and, you know, go for the opening right. weekend and everything. We had tickets to the cannabis cup and all. Oh, and no. we went and got our stuff from the dispensary and then we put it in the car and we went to another shop. And then when we got back, no, it wasn't that we locked our keys in the car. It was that the battery died so much that it would not unlock for us. Holy and we had to wait shit. around for like five hours. Were you guys stoned? Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god! And, so, and my girlfriend was having a time. If you get my, drift. I'm sure. Uh, no, oh. no, no, no. I mean, like she was having that time. Oh, okay. At the same time as oh, all this was happening. Poor baby. And so we got there for the tail end of the cannabis cup, and it was one of the most depressing things I've been to. Oh, I bet. Because it was just like all the people who had been dabbed down all day. All day. <laughs> and we're just sort of laying around. Man, and uh, but we went to the show that night okay. and went to see Ohm. Okay. And I forget who opened for him. I want to say um, Water, like W A T T R. W-A-T-T-R. Um, great band. I would recommend them. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look them up. Sort of, I don't know. Sort of like Yob and that kind uh, of... And so I Yob. saw... We went to see Yob, didn't we? No. No. I missed Yob. Oh. Because they're probably one I of my favorite... and cried. Yeah, Mike Scheidt's probably one of my favorite, favorite musicians. He's the best. 
He is the best. And so... And he's so underrated. I ended up uh, seeing Sleep. It's probably my favorite concert Sleep. of all time. I went to see them for Austin City Limits. <laughs> and my ears were ringing for two weeks afterwards. And I could feel the whole foundation of the building shaking with their beat. It is oh, the loudest. Of and not like distorted loud. No. But just loud. Got loud it. and clear. Oh, yeah. And we were sitting there and I, I'd eaten like two brownies or so and i was just sitting there vibrating out of my chair and my girlfriend and i are just sitting at each other like this is we died we died and this is it this is it we've seen it and then uh another i'm trying to think of some other hallmark shows i've been to around here i saw mayhem live where i actually got to hang out with them on their tour bus no it was just an independent show okay i saw them it was at uh emos and my friend was supposed to go with me and we got uh, the upgraded tickets, you know, like the yeah, VIP yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or is yeah, this yeah. supposed to be a meet and greet or whatever? Sure, why not? But I got there early because it said to come early, and they were right. like, oh, they're not ready yet. Oh, they're not ready yet. Oh, they're not ready yet. And so he was like, just see me at the end of the show. And so I got to go on the tour bus with Mayhem, and they are the most normal guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem. Yeah. Like the like Mayhem from like Norway. Dawn like, of the Blackhearts. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And I got on the bus. And like I, murder mayhem. Yeah. You like 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 kill people down the stairwell mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And uh, well, I get on the bus. Well, and you know on well, the on the stage and everything, Attila Jihar or how Shiar, however right. you say his name, sure. has all the makeup on, and he looks. Yeah, I think for that show he's a dead pope. And I get up on the bus, and this guy in a stocking cap with a you know sort of dad sweater on comes no. up and. Sort of talking like a something like a Dracula comes up to me and starts talking to me and starts trying to show me cat videos on his phone and you know uh, we I smoke I start smoking them out and uh, no and the necro butcher was talking to me and asking me all about being from Virginia because he I, I banged a girl from Virginia one time or something like that are you <laughs> fucking making this up and then Hellhammer gave me a uh, a broken drumstick and what. And uh, I got the stamp of approval from Attila that it was the best weed he'd ever smoked in his life. And I got off the bus and just felt like, what was that time warp? What was that time warp? And Where my friend, am I? My friend was supposed to be with me. And so it was, just, it was just me hanging out with these guys who were just like... Hanging out with mayhem. And they're just boring. They, crazy. I mean, not boring bad, but just they're... The, Average. They're guys. Right. <laughs> you know, they're guys like, with cat videos and weed and some... Yeah. Occasional murder. And so... Not bad. That was a good show I went to. Um, That's fucking bonkers. Then there was uh, The Residents live. What is it? The Residents. They're the guys who have the big eyeball masks with the top hats. Okay. Yeah. And they, they sort of sound like Les Claypool. Or yeah. Les Claypool oh, sort of sounds yes. like them. I know who you're talking about. And I've uh, never seen them, thank God. Oh, it's amazing. Is it? It was spectacular. They debuted... Where was it? It was some venue near Kickbutt Coffee. I forget which one it in, was in austin yeah in austin no shit and they debuted, the airport boulevard mm-hmm. and they debuted huh. their uh their tour their documentary their 40th or whatever it was <laughs> documentary where it went over the foundation of them and everything as much sure. as you, no one knows who they are no one knows no no one ever will no but one. uh then they came up and played and a plus, show like you really gotta have you gotta be in a mood for that and that's my kind of vibe you know like I, I'm, I'm a metal guy and everything like i like right. a lot of metal but as i've gotten older and i've gotten a little bit weirder i think right it's just like a combination of uh you know communist nation marching bands sure and brian eno and uh only shallow by my bloody valentine was my number one played song of the year <laughs> last year anything shoegaze i love shoegaze and everything. Like, dude anything cloakroom is fucking unbelievable and uh yeah i mean as far as metal and stuff like you know i'm right. 36 it was 
uh, I've been in a relationship for about eight years or so. Right. And so we went to a lot of shows early on and everything, but uh, as I've gotten older, I, eh. I just don't go to a lot of shows to anymore. To be young and spry. And uh, I will be definitely taking advantage of it when things get back to, I won't say if. normal because I hate that phrase, oh, get back to normal because right, it's right, never, right. never going to be normal again. But once we have venues open and I have a vaccine in my blood, I right. will be going to quite a few shows. Oh, same. Um, Author and Punisher, one of the best damn shows I've ever seen in my life. Punisher. Author and Punisher. Author and Punisher! <gasps> Can we talk about that? Author and Punisher is one of the most incredible industrial bands I've ever seen. Tristan Mainly Stone is a genius. Because the guy is, is a mechanical engineer mm -hmm. and built all of those instruments because he was frustrated because he could not find an instrument in production that would make the noise that he wanted at the volume that he wanted it. Yeah, he's a... Uh... I'm such a jaded fuck, okay? I am very, very jaded and I am very, very crabby 99% of the time. Add no live music to it 100% of the time. I'm very, very crabby. Author and Punisher, I saw them at Austin, not Austin, no, I saw them at um, the now-closed Barracuda, and I saw them at Empire Control Room, and the guy's set was so big mm -hmm. that they couldn't fit any of the instruments on the stage. He had to play on the floor in yes. the center of hundreds of people. Was he doing people. the scan lines over yes. the face and everything? Yes, yeah. and it was just... It was fucking terrifying. I thought the ground was going to go from under me because it feels like your head is being put in a vice grip and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. And it is the most terrifying band I've ever seen. Mind you, it's one fucking man. Yeah. It is one fucking man. Author and Punisher is unbelievable live. Yeah, he's... Uh, like, just... So, like, I love metal. I love proc rock. Right. I have a lot of music I like. I love yeah, world music. I'm big into like Nigerian juju music yeah. and Ghana yeah, yeah. high life and stuff sure. like that. You know, like all the checking the boxes on the record sure, court sure. list of Fuck what yeah. makes you cool. But yeah, yeah. Uh, my home base is industrial. Same. Industrial music. Same. Uh, from Throbbing Same. Gristle, Skinny Puppy. My all-time favorite. Psychic TV. Psychic TV. Uh, KMFDM, anything before Adios. Or Adios before. <laughs> before Inesh left and Shit. before Gunter Schultz left. Okay. Anything of that. It's great. That was my neutral gear in, neutral in high my school. My happy medium. Sure. That was my default. If I was listening to something, okay. it was KMFDM. Okay. And they are the synthesis of that sound that I like, that ultra heavy beat thing they do. Right. Sure. During those primo years. Oh, yeah. Before his wife joined on. Uh -huh. And uh, especially UAIOE. Okay. And Drug Against War. Drug Against War is unbelievable. And Symbols. Symbols okay. is a great album. Extor, anything from that period. Uh, sure. uh, Nils, great. Anything, any of those. Yeah. But I love their early stuff where they were using like a lot of primitive equipment. Oh my god. And their yeah, first album. basically making shit in the garage. Yeah, what yeah. do you know, Deutschland? Probably uh -huh. one of my favorites. But they were, they were my default. They were on that metal, uh, the Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack oh, sure. that I got in like 7th or 8th grade right. from Walmart, I think it was. Sure. And I got, they had Juke Joint Jezebel on there, so I was like, oh shit, these guys are amazing. And right. I, I was obsessed with them through school. It was like them and, and Frank Zappa and Mayhem right. and Emperor and Primus. Sure. I'm trying to think of my uh, tops. Uh, Helmets, mm -hmm. Depeche Mode, uh, Project Pat, 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> 
minute. That's wait a minute. What? How did you get three six mafia? Because my whoa, friend. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Oh, my friend who I played black metal with and everything, you know, from high school. Right. He was. He has a stepmom. Okay. Who is this little tiny woman? You know, about four foot seven. Okay. Little Georgia Peach. Sure. A homemaker type. You know, of she's course. a nurse and a homemaker. Rainy. Right. Who would make cookies and everything? Listening to Project Pat. That's because she was from Atlanta and she loved yeah she yes, loved she dirty is. South rap and oh, so man. we ended up listening to that a lot oh. so a lot of triple six Hi, mafia Atlanta, baby and oh, uh, that's great CKY <laughs> who I will still stand their first three albums as some of the finest music ever made oh. I will stake my reputation CKY. on it CKY I one I've of the, done some dumb shit to those fucking albums, man, and I'm still alive. My dumb favorite. Shit. So there aren't many days that you remember, you know, right, like right. your memory has to dump things. It's Natural endocannabinoid it systems purge you. The one day that I have on file <laughs> as one of the perfect days was around Halloween. I think it was around October 26th or so. Okay. In Virginia, I was going to school um, right. at Roanoke College. Right. And I ended up skipping that day. Okay. From school because that album was coming out. I went to Best Buy oh, and man. I got it as soon as the place opened. I got that new album. Yep. And I got Lucio Fulci's Zombie okay. on DVD. Okay. And I went into the woods. Oh no. Uh, smoked a joint that was as big as my thumb. Sure. Of just the grossest weed. Sure. That I've ever Bunch had. Bunch of dirt. Home hometown. Some oregano. Yeah, home hometown Bunch of basil. weed. Basil. Right. And I go get my skull burn out. <laughs> while I'm listening to that album and just blowing my mind while this, you know, the sky was gray right. with clouds moving over it. Yes. There were Halloween decorations uh -huh. up, cruising around, walking around the woods and everything, just listening to this album on repeat and then on going repeat. home and watching Zombie by Lucio Fulci. Excellent. And uh, my, my friend JR and I, we listened to that 96 White Bitter Beings. Right. Or the volume one, I guess, is the official title. And Escape, Destroy, uh, or what is it? Uh, Infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. Okay. Listen to those on a loop with Tenacious D. On a loop. Oof. And just driving around his old Ford, uh, Ford uh, Escort. Uh, and Virginia. In Virginia. Just going around, causing yeah. trouble, having fun. That's the way to do it, Peter. Yeah. it's uh, I don't I don't have rose-colored glasses about a lot of times, but those are some of my favorite times. Working at a video store, Ford. not carrying the word. Sure. Living with my parents. Oh. Uh, Couch surfing around like a bum on other people's couches, okay. just being I like used... Chapo Trap House talks about the hot couch guy. I oh, was the no. hot couch guy. You were the hot couch guy. I was the guy who would wake up bleary eyed looking at the DVD menu. Well, I'm glad that you've recovered from all of that and that you made it on the podcast, Peter. Yeah. Thank you so much here. for rattling off these bands and coming on Loud as Love and like kind of giving me and the listeners this like incredible music history. It, it's just so great to have you on here. Uh, I know I'm sort of a mutant. I haven't got a lot of the same rock and roll credentials that Good. a lot of people have. So I'm Good. always up for hearing about classic rock oh, and yeah. stuff because I was a weirdo. And no, I, well, we love weirdos and we love having you on here. I'll be back for sure. We'll have you back. All right, guys. That's the current episode of Loud is Love. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening in.